Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the Counselor's Couch, folks, a podcast dedicated to exploring topics and issues that enhance the lives and relationships of listeners. I'm your host, Calvin Williams, a licensed professional counselor dedicated to helping you uncover your true potential and lead a life worth celebrating. Now, as a reminder, nothing provided in this podcast constitutes a therapeutic relationship between counselor and client. It is solely for education and entertainment. Counseling does help, and if you're considering therapy, please reach out to a trained, licensed professional in your community. Questions and comments can always be emailed to me at calvin at calvincwilliamslpc.com, or you can find me on Facebook at Williams Professional Counseling Services, LLC. Please feel free to submit any topics of interest or any questions that you might have. I do look forward to hearing from you. So pull up a cushion, kick off your shoes, grab a cup of coffee, and curl on up. Let's get started with the session. Now, I hope that you are all having an awesome week. It's been beautiful weather, and I hope that you're just having a great time. So just a quick check-in. In the last episode, I took some time to explore with you the topic of anxiety. We looked at the difference between normal anxiety and an anxiety disorder. Then we kind of left it off with encouraging you to use an anxiety response plan. Utilizing that relaxing breath exercise, certain grounding techniques, and affirmations or what are referred to as assertions that will challenge those irrational thought patterns that contribute to your anxiety. I hope you found some of that information beneficial and maybe even tried a couple of the exercises that were recommended. Now, I know that my anxiety has not magically gone away, so I know yours hasn't either. It's part of our lives, but it doesn't have to control our lives. This past week, we reached the one-year mark since the beginning of the COVID pandemic. One year ago, our lives changed drastically. Closures, masks, losses, change, and a roller coaster of emotions. Anxiety, fear, stress, depression, you name it, and we felt it. We've watched many people grow, and we've seen many people struggle. As if being a human being wasn't messy enough, The world and the events made it even messier. So, where are we today? As the world begins to open up and vaccines become available, the anxiety remains. Anxiety about vaccines. Anxiety about returning to normal. Stress about trying to regain what we've lost and even redefining relationships and grieving over lost loved ones or peers. Will it ever be the same? I hate to be the bearer of this news, but the answer is no. Things will never be the same again. This is a fact. I mean, it's a fact now, and it'll be a fact in the future. But bear with me. Wouldn't things have changed anyway without the pandemic? Wouldn't you have been a different person anyway? Wouldn't you have grown, learned something new, started a new relationship, or even changed jobs? Well, of course you would have. You would have experienced excitement, joy, fear, and pain. You would have been anxious. You would have been confused, even frustrated. My point here is you would have changed anyway. Yes, the circumstances would have been different. And please don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to minimize the horrible experiences and the losses that we've endured due to COVID. But what I'm trying to say is change is inevitable. It's a part of the human experience. It happens. 
You know, I remember joking with a friend of mine years ago when we were new fathers, we joked about changing diapers. He kind of figured if he just changed the diaper constantly that he'd never have to change a dirty diaper. Change it before it happens. Now, I didn't say he was a rocket scientist, and yes, I did challenge the theoretical principles of his plan. No matter how often you change the diapers, you're always eventually going to have to change a dirty one. Why? Well, because shit happens. The key to success is accepting it and moving into action. So today, I want to explore with you acceptance. Now, this topic in my perspective tends to drive my wife crazy. She hates it when I encourage her to expect nothing and accept everything. But that's because she doesn't really let me finish the explanation. So please stick with me as we explore acceptance. Defining acceptance is the key. It's often defined as a person's assent to the reality of a situation. The recognition of a process or condition without attempting to change it. It's also defined as a willingness to tolerate a difficult situation or embracing your own limitations. Regardless of the exact definition, it all seems to be about meeting the world, the person, or the situation exactly where it is at the moment. In the 12-step community, acceptance is clarified in the big book, as quoted. And acceptance is the answer to all of my problems today. When I am disturbed, it's because I find some person, place, thing, or situation some fact of life unacceptable to me, and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at this moment. It also goes on to say, nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. Now, this is one of my favorite quotes from the program, and I think it's the key to so many issues and conflicts, including our emotional struggles today. Now, acceptance in and of itself is not anything new. Its philosophical origins can date back to the early first century. The Stoic philosopher Epictetus wrote and taught of accepting whatever happened while remaining responsible for what happens. He wrote, do not seek to have events happen as you would want them to but instead want them to happen as they do happen, and your life will go well. Even in the 8th century, a Buddhist monk, Shantideva, wrote similar philosophies. If there is a remedy when trouble strikes, what reason is there for dejection? And if there is no help for it, what use is there in being glum? Now, of course, it's also recorded that many of his fellow monks felt that he was a lazy sloth, so he may not be for the mainstream. My point is that the concept of acceptance has been around for centuries and it's well documented throughout history. So is it really that simple? Not necessarily. It's not like we can click our heels together three times and automatically accept something. I truly wish it was. You probably know people that try this approach, but they just can't quite move forward in their life. They continue to struggle. They have anger, frustration. They just seem miserable. But they smile and they say, I accept it, trying to convince themselves that it's going to get better with this approach. 
Well, it doesn't. It's hard to accept a loss of a child or a friend. Hard to accept failure. Hard to accept the end of a relationship and a diagnosis of cancer. No matter how many times you say you accept it, it still sucks. But that's because acceptance is the starting point of the process, not exactly the answer itself. Now, stay with me. Yes, the quotes I mentioned previously lead us to believe acceptance is the answer, but there is more to it. The big book of AA also says, I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and my attitude. Epictetus also wrote, work with the materials you're given. We can't start using or doing or changing without first accepting. Now, acceptance does not mean I agree. It doesn't mean that I like it. It doesn't mean that you win and I lose. Acceptance is not apathy. It's not laziness or idle helplessness. It's not the status quo or refusing to push yourself. Acceptance is simply coming to terms with what is real. It has nothing to do with whether you're happy about said reality. It has everything to do with a peaceful acknowledgement of that thing or experience as being exactly as it is at that moment, the truth. Embracing acceptance now frees me up to navigate relationships or situations untethered to the unrealistic expectations of how we think it should be or should have been. It actually empowers growth and action. It must be a cornerstone of living intentionally, being in the now and being in the moment. We must accept the problem before we can identify solutions. Our resistance, our denial, and even blame blocks our path of acceptance, which limits our ability to act. It's not about fault or blame. Now think about it this way. If I wake up tomorrow and there's a baby on my front step, well, it's not my fault, but it's sure as hell my responsibility. I must accept it and act in that moment. Acceptance is saying I care deeply, and while this is not preferred, I acknowledge that this is my reality. My responsibility lies in how I bear it. Acceptance is not repeatedly getting angry over something existing. Acceptance transcends that cycle, empowering us to decide what to do given the circumstances. Do you know, actually, acceptance can literally transform your physiology, your brain structure, creating new neural pathways of problem-solving and creativity. Accepting something allows us to write a new script, redefine characters, or even redefine words. For example, the word family. I accept that I may not have the parent I want. This then frees me up to seek the connection I'm looking for by developing new skills that foster a connection to renew an existing relationship or even develop a new one. It's up to you. That is freedom. Now, this is a starting point to change and growth. In the next few episodes, I'm going to share with you one of my favorite topics, the serenity prayer, a practical application to finding peace in troubled times. Well, It seems like we've kind of reached the end of our session today, and I know this is a short one. But again, I want to thank you, and I want to tell you how grateful I am that you chose to spend this time with me. 
As you move forward this week, reflect on how acceptance operates in your life. The path toward acceptance asks two questions. One, can this be changed? And two, if the answer is no, what work needs to be done to accept it? When you've accepted something, you don't have an outburst every time it surfaces. Acceptance brings freedom. When your emotions are no longer at the mercy of any unmet expectations, you're freed to expend energy on efforts that produce and fulfill. I will leave you with this final quote today from Epictetus. Every difficulty in life presents us with an opportunity to turn inward and to invoke our own submerged inner resources. The trials we endure can and should introduce us to our strengths. Prudent people look beyond the incident itself and seek to form the habit of putting it to good use. Don't forget, I'll be dropping a new episode each Monday, so please subscribe and follow me and leave a review. Remember, you're not alone. Live intentionally, love daily, and laugh often. Thanks again for stopping by. There's always room for you on the counselor's couch. Peace be with you.